Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 305. I'm your host, Emily Arias, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. And today, it's a pretty straightforward, very on-brand podcast for y'all, because today I want to talk about three ways to be more bossed up right now. To understand that, we kind of need to know the history of the term and the history of our organization here, the whole Bossed Up brand. Uh, so let me take you back to 2013 when I first started Bossed Up because I chose our organization's name very intentionally. I just so happened to file for my LLC in the same exact month that Lean In debuted, which frankly sparked a whole new conversation, a whole new generation's conversation about the state of women in the workplace. And it was shared, of course, as per usual, from the perspective of a powerful, privileged white woman. Now, while I am myself white, in case that's not obvious, um, I also proudly identify as a Latina. I wanted Bossed Up to take a more explicitly intersectional approach from the get-go. I wanted to try to do things a little differently, uh, and I also wanted to be true to myself. And for me, hip-hop was a huge source of inspiration to me growing up and through my early adulthood in particular. It really shapes how I viewed the world uh, from the perspective of someone who had recently taken charge of her own life, right? Had really uh, taken charge of my own come-up story. And while Lin-Manuel Miranda was simultaneously drafting lyrics for what would eventually turn into Hamilton, which makes some very explicit connections between hip-hop and American history, I too saw parallels that applied to the kind of organization that I hoped Bossed Up would become. I saw parallels between hip-hop, between the black art form that is hip-hop, uh, which has gone mainstream, right? And Bossed Up's desire to be a place where women can take charge of their own destiny, where we can, in the face of obstacles, really regain a sense of power and control uh, in crafting our careers and lives on our own terms. What other art form could better capture the American dream of, you know, taking charge of your destiny despite innumerable obstacles and injustices than hip hop, which originated in the Bronx in the 1970s, really at the height of urban plight, white flight, and rising crime rates. As the Icon Collective, an LA-based music school that chronicled hip hop's history put it, quote, a new era was on the rise fueled by sentiments of anger, hardship, and abandonment. However, the emerging hip-hop movement transformed despair and racial barriers into numerous creative outlets. There is a reason that the rise of this Black art form has gone so mainstream. It is indicative of the American aspiration of rising up despite the powers that be. 
So what does bossed up really mean? Getting bossed up is about owning your power, knowing your worth, and taking charge of your destiny. I first came across the term bossed up in an interview that rapper and pop superstar Nicki Minaj uh, gave back on like a e-true Hollywood story type behind the scenes interview, which she later, by the way, uh, had taken out of the final product and had taken down. But in this particular clip, she was really bemoaning the challenges of being a powerful, talented woman in the industry and the double standards that she constantly had to navigate. Here's what she had to say. You have to be a beast. That's the only way they respect you. When you're a girl, you have to be like everything. You have to be you have to be dope at what you do, but you have to be super sweet and you have to be sexy and you have to be this and you have to be that and you have to be nice and you have to it's like I can't be all those things at once. I'm a human being. When I am assertive, I'm a bitch. When a man is assertive, he's a boss. Bossed up. He bossed up. Yeah, he bossed up. No negative connotation behind bossed up, but lots of negative connotation behind being a bitch. So if I turn up to a photo shoot and you had and you got a fifty dollar clothes budget and some sliced pickles on floor, you want to know what? No, I am gonna leave. Is that wrong for wanting more for myself, wanting people to treat me with respect? But you know what? Next time they know better. But had I accepted the pickle juice, I would be drinking pickle juice right now. And this point that Nicki Minaj is making, I could not empathize with more. It's so easy to relate to her challenge of wearing all of these different hats at once, many of which require being assertive, confident, and full of self-respect. But those characteristics come with negative social consequences for women in a world that's still not sure it really likes assertive women. So for me... That kind of sealed the deal. The gender and racial dynamics of getting bossed up that was encapsulated not only in that moment, uh, but in hip-hop's history, which, by the way, has its own fair share of misogyny and and uh, complexities and, and problematic <laughs> components to it in and of itself, I thought made the term bossed up the perfect term to name the organization after as it captured so many intersectional complexities and so much history while also articulating the aspirational element of wanting more power over your life, your career, and your destiny. So today, I want to share with you three kind of overarching themes that I've seen really come to fruition for women in particular that I've worked with here at Bossed Up over the past eight years. These are also themes that I uh, run with and really kind of elaborate upon in my book, Bossed Up. But I want to share with you right now how you can get more bossed up. One, get clear on what you really want and don't apologize for it. What is it really? Is it more money, power, prestige, a Bentley? <laughs> is it something more fundamental like freedom, autonomy, control, the ability to do what you want to do, right? Regardless of whether it's socially acceptable to want what you want or if it's what other people want for you, 
you've got to give yourself permission to really know your goals before you can get after them. And that means ditching all of those people-pleasing tendencies and what I call the martyrdom mindset that's been drilled into us our entire lives. And instead, give yourself permission to think selfishly. Even if it's just in your own head, if no one else on earth existed, if you didn't have to worry about any responsibilities and obligations, what would you want most out of your one and precious life? Meditate on it. Journal about it. Talk it over with your closest friends and loved ones. Resist the temptation to try and justify it and question whatever comes up and just explore it without judgment, especially, by the way, as those wants and needs and desires change over time as they are known to do. Give yourself permission to give your dreams some airtime because once you speak them out loud, as scary as that can be, it's hard to then not go for them. And I remember distinctly in my life having to admit to myself at one point that this relationship I was in was not something I wanted anymore. And it felt like such a selfish, unkind thing to admit And it, you know, I was so busy judging my own feelings that I wasn't feeling them. I was burying them. That shit is not helpful to you or the other person in the situation. So instead of suppressing your desires like a good woman, like we've been conditioned our whole lives to do, dare to give yourself permission to feel, as Mark Brackett might say, and actually get to the root of what it is that you want. Even if it's confusing, even if it takes work, do the work of getting clear on what you really want and then don't apologize for it. Step two, take stock of what power you do have and make sure you're using it, right? From here on, it's time to take inventory. What could you be doing to make your goals a reality that you aren't already doing? I'm calling you out right now because I know there are a million other things we, we say Uh, And there are always other things that demand our attention. There are always excuses. But saying that you want something and then not doing anything about it and saying, well, I just can't, I I, I can't, it's not in my control, it is abdicating your responsibility in your own life. So if you're sitting by, just waiting for life to happen, for someone to swoop in and save the day, Or if you get stuck in analysis paralysis, waiting for the perfect time and the perfect plan to come together before jumping into action, we have got to stop waiting for permission to be our own best advocate. It is time to boss up and take charge, even without someone's explicit invitation to do so. Do you hate your soul-sucking job? Get a new one. Do whatever you need to do to get a new one. Have you been slowly losing yourself to a messed up relationship you're in? Leave. Do you miss your loved ones? Go see them. I know this shit is not easy, but it is simple, right? It's not easy, but it is simple. And there are a million different privileges and obstacles that we all have going into this. But I'll tell you what, I remember when I felt stuck, when I felt really, truly stuck and burnt out and just without a clue how to get myself out of a situation. I said to my grandmothers, who were both still alive at the time, and one of whom had taken some crazy risks in her lifetime. This is uh, my Colombian slash Panamanian grandmother, Norma, who of the many different parts of, of what make her fascinating, one of them is she 
completely transformed her own life by uh, seeking out an education that she was very lucky to be able to gain access to, by getting a little typist job, she called it her Mickey Mouse job, on the U.S. Army base at the Panama Canal, which is near where her, her family grew up and where she grew up. Meeting an Irish-American soldier who she then withheld paperwork from until he was forced to come speak to her because he's a very shy guy. Uh, marrying this guy and then completely transforming and uprooting her entire life, right? Leaving everything she knew behind. She took some really big risks along the way, using whatever power, by the way, she had available to her, which was marriage uh, for a lot of our grandmothers. I hate to break it to us. That was a vehicle uh, for changing your life back in the day that many women used to rise, to change their their whole situation. Um, but there was also a time when she basically had to rescue her sister from a physically and verbally abusive marriage that she had found herself in, uh, basically swooping in to physically remove her sister from a relationship because she told me at the time I thought that if I didn't do something if I didn't get her out of there that he was gonna kill her those are her words and I remember feeling so helpless in my little relationship at the time and so stuck in my like completely easier life than the one my grandmother led and saying to her where did you find the courage like where do you find the willingness to just change your whole fucking life, right? And she said, you just have to do it. Moral of the story here, you just got to do it sometimes. Like you cannot wait. So if you are waiting for permission, if you're waiting for a sign, consider this it, okay? You've got to get moving on your goals by taking inventory of whatever it is that you can control, even if it's just your words, your actions, your next move. We are far too biased as human beings towards maintaining the status quo instead of making change. So resist the power of inertia and take action micro action even, micro movements in the direction of your desire, that shit adds up. And by the way, this includes asking for help. It includes leveraging your community because asking for the support you need is a form of making forward movement. And that brings me to the third and final point here, which is to take stock of what support you need and ask for it. None of us can fully achieve our goals on our own. So who is it that can help you get there faster? Who has the power, money, wisdom, experience, connections, resources that can make your path forward a little less steep of a climb? When's the last time you reached out to them, asked for their help, sought out the support you actually needed? If you don't even know what you don't know and what support you might need, at the very least, start by identifying those whose achievements you admire. And get busy trying to get to know them. Surround yourself with people you aspire, with the people you aspire to be. And you'll pick up on what those folks are doing to get to where they are. Sometimes you got to just get yourself in the room where it happens, right? You got to beg, borrow, steal, claw, climb your way into those rooms. Even if you're not entirely sure what it is that you're going to learn. Surrounding yourself with people whose careers and, and achievements inspire you is step one to figuring out what it is that they have that you need and ask for it. Taking charge and getting bossed up is not easy, 
It's not easy, but it is not complicated. Taking responsibility for pursuing your goals, it's not glamorous, it's not easy, it's not always fun. And we all have different obstacles in our path. Let's not forget, some of us have a lot steeper of a climb than others. But what are we supposed to do in the face of systemic oppression, injustice, unfairness? Are we supposed to just throw up our hands and say, well, I can't. It's not fair. My path is harder. No. Right? Getting bossed up looks like sometimes just the simple act of showing up for yourself day after day, despite what obstacles are in your path, despite what critics say to deter you, despite the distractions and the excuses that you could always turn to instead. You will always find justification if you go looking for it, especially justification to not pursue your goals, to not take risks, to, to stick in the stick on the safe side, right? If you're looking for that kind of a justification for inaction, you will always find it. But getting bossed up is about constantly putting in the effort on your own behalf to crawl, sweat, and climb your way to whatever it is you want out of your life. And no one else can do that for you. I'd love to hear what you're taking away from today's boss tip. I hope this very meta bossed up podcast is a good reminder to you that we are all facing some challenges right now and nobody's challenges looks identical to someone else's. I'm not here to say that it's easy. I'm not here to say that those challenges don't matter, but I am here to remind you that only you can decide how you will respond to the deck of cards that life has dealt you. And I I think it's important and incumbent upon each of us to do what we need to do to grow our own power, to know our own worth, and then to make it a little easier for those who come after us. And that's why I constantly find myself referencing the motto of America's first black women's club that said back in 1896, lift as you climb. Let's go forth in pursuit of our goals together as a community, lifting as we climb. 